Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. This is the Summer Stunt Series of The Chaser Report. We're catching up with members of the team looking back on some of the TV uh, glory and inglorious days, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Charles Firth is here, I'm Dom Knight, and Craig Rucastle is back with us again. Hello, Craig. Yes, good to be here. Uh, this is, uh, I want to talk today about how extremely unglamorous stunts can be and how they're often the worst things you'll ever do in your life. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I'll start with one that didn't happen where I'm really thankful. You know, generally speaking, when somebody gets arrested on the team, you're like, oh, that's bad. But, but you get publicity, so. Yeah, publicity. That's true. There's a little bit of that. Uh, do you remember we did the stunt where Chaz tried to get in the big day out? Oh, I do remember that. Steaks with the sausages. We'll get into that in just a second. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Right, so the big day out and the less glamorous side of, uh, of making stunts on TV. Yeah, so of course you've got these several steps and we were basically testing whether or not you could get into the big day out past the sniffer dogs because it was quite controversial at the time. They had sniffer dogs. Oh, yeah. So this is the world's greatest stunt, you know. Really? Craig. Yes. This one has at least 23 million views on TikTok, the one wow. that you're talking about. And... Like in the late, it, but also it gets pirated. Like it is literally, it's become an internet <laughs> it's extraordinary. Meme. And and it's all in the like shitty video in the wrong aspect ratio. People still yeah. love it anyway. They yeah. love it. And the thing is, you'll notice if you watch it is that I'm not in it, but I was there. And this oh, is you were there. But this is an example of where you know we have come up with several ideas because mm. you've got to escalate the thing. Mm. So I think the first step was somebody going with that was Denton's idea. You have an advance. You always have another advance that mm. always fuck. You can't have one good you. idea. And yeah. if you that listen was back, idea coming up with good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> good on him. Yeah. Oh. You have to have more than one funny idea. <laughs> Screw Denton. Yeah. No, and no. this is why to look back at the you probably already heard the episode about Chaz. Uh, the time he got arrested at Burwood Local Court, that was why Chaz was under a bush naked yeah. because he was the second step. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's always this second fucking step. So go on, what is no, the no, no, so, yeah. so, so I think we'd initially had somebody go with maybe some fake drugs on them, or, you know, but then Chaz had gone through with steaks in his pockets and the, the, <laughs> and the sausages. Yeah, yeah, yeah sausages giant links of sausages, yeah. yeah. And then he got in trouble with the police and kind of it all got shut down. And I was extremely relieved about that because I was standing like with our car waiting i was the final step if everything didn't you know if everything kind of didn't finish i was meant to go in with dog food in my pants oh wait you really which i look back oh, now i, I go that. i cannot believe that i said yes to that in any way i think i i kind of thought we're never going to get to that it's not yeah, you know it's kind of funny that we were sitting in the writer's room and thought oh i don't think the sausages will work yeah we definitely need a more yeah. surefire offer than but that also, how would you get it like you mean like to look like poo no, did you, you have to tie the bottom food? of your like pants? Oh, boy, it was dog food. I like, like kibbles or something. I don't know. I, I think it was it, 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 like wet dog food in your pants. This is what I I, I, th- I look back oh, and go. Wow. 
How could I have said yes to this? Well, we did these things very quickly often. You had a quick meeting and then the people organised yeah, it all. And then you, you're out there and it's just all been organised and you didn't even realise that it was going to be like wet dog food down your exactly. runnies. Exactly. So there you go. Extremely unglamorous. The other the other one I always remember. No, no, but so and then, but did, so did you, you didn't have to execute it. I didn't have it. to do it because thankfully Chaz got lots of trouble from the police yeah. and we got shut down. And I was like, thank God. Yeah, right. I look back in hindsight but, now. But did you then just piss off or did you... Confirm? You didn't have the dog food in your pants. No, I had not prepped mm. for that point. I so was but, like, and did you go along and sort of try and help Chaz out and bail him out or, or did you just piss off? I can't remember that, but I don't think I helped him. Yeah. No, why, why would <laughs> you? Because we interviewed him about this a few days ago. Yeah. And by his account, he was just stuck there in this sort of Kafka-esque bureaucracy where... Everyone was talking about him, not realising that he was the person who'd done it. So <laughs> everyone was going, so this guy walked in with a whole lot of sausages, the sniffer dog, and he's just sitting there. And, so, and they're going, no, 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 it's that guy. It's that guy there. Yeah. <laughs> Some idiot. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how we got him out. Uh, it was a mistake. They probably... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, because that was the perfect opportunity. But also, yeah. you know how criminal organisations work. You've got to make it so that if one person gets... Gets hit, gets you know, yes. gets capped. There's paucity. You, you've got uh, continuity. Well, that's that. That is the other example, which is the is the stunt at Burwood Court. Now, I think this is a perfect. This is a, another great example. But you weren't in that. No, but I, I just thought I, the whole topic of unglamorous stunts, the how unglamorous yes. it is. Yes. Uh, did Andrew Hansen talk about this at the time? We haven't asked Andrew about his oh extremely God, um, excellent Julian, getaway. Andrew and Julian had to put the Vodafone logos on each other. We did discuss that. They yeah. painted it on each other's asses with a paintbrush in a toilet in cubicle. In a toilet cubicle. And I would I would suggest that is one of the least un, least glamorous <laughs> yeah. parts of anyone's life to be doing that. Yeah. But I also... Um, it, yeah, when your job includes ass work. You know, <laughs> yeah, ass painting and public cubicle <laughs> it's like i wonder it'd be interesting oh, to mind you i can think of several public broadcasters who've had that sort of <laughs> Look, when, anything can happen when you're in a toilet cubicle let's yeah. just say that exactly yeah but the, another one where years ago there's this, there's a picture that occasionally comes up and i see it and i go oh what the fuck was i thinking there mm. and this was <clears throat> We did a stunt where I had to wear Speedos. Now, everyone oh. remembers this has been a Tony Abbott stunt, but it wasn't. I remember who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was Peter Debnam. Peter Debnam, the least effective opposition leader in New South Wales history, which no, even people who live in I, New South Wales will not remember who that was. I don't remember Peter Debnam. He was the New South Wales opposition leader for the Liberal Party. And for some reason, this is pre-Tony Abbott, and for some reason in the Liberal Party playbook it's like, oh, you want to be elected, do you? Why don't you go to the beach in red speedos? Very tight red. And he was also he was extremely far right and very unelectable. And he, hmm. I think, Morris Yemmer beat him in a landslide, even though no one knew who Morris Yemmer was. Yeah. So so still basically, not ringing a bell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Morris Yemmer guy, Peter Debnam. <laughs> if you're listening, we're the two people who remember who you are. <laughs> Charles is like. Um, and, and has family members, who've been, several yeah. who've been in the New South Wales yeah, Parliament. The, who would have been Peter Parliament at the same time. No, Morris, this was the second Morris Yuma election because it was the Morris Yuma election where he got back in surprisingly mm. because Peter Debenham was so shit, despite the fact that Morris Yuma's um, campaign thing was, 
more to do, but, but heading in the, in the right, right direction. direction. That's right. That was the world's greatest slogan. And I, they ran ads. It's like, I'm yeah. shit, but I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. I know I'm shit. I'm shit, but I know I'm shit. Yeah. But I love the, yeah, because it, w- it would have been done with focus groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And it would have been like, this really resonates with both. Yeah, everyone <laughs> they, thinks they you're think shit. <laughs> How can you capitalise on it to get re-elected? <laughs> yeah, Scott Morrison, you might want to try that. Yeah, no, more to do, heading in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think that would ring true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More, yeah. more to do and we'll change direction. Yeah. Everything's still to do. We haven't actually done anything, <laughs> but we're thinking about it. Considering <laughs> the truth this time. Yeah, yeah. Look, so anyway, for some reason we he has been a big scandal. Well, not a scandal, but a big media outcry about the fact that he kind of he's got all these photos of him in his speedos. It was the only thing that they had to talk about. Like yeah, it was, exactly. he was the complete void of personality. It was the one moment that everyone ever, was ever aware of him. Exactly. So this is in the election campaign. So I decided. Well, I, well we all decided we're going to go to his uh, press conference, but in speedos and try and question him in speedos. Which again, great idea. But think about it this way. Where does one put a microphone pack if you're reasonable? <laughs> oh. That's true for a radio mic, particularly in those days. It was quite a heavy battery pack. Yes, you got it's quite light. And transmitter. So the second thing is that if you're going to do a stunt, So what's the answer? You didn't... I ended up having to put it in a hat. So now if you see the pictures of this stunt... A, I'm wearing this enormously large trucker's hat. <laughs> makes me ridiculous. B, a and Stetson. again, you got a Stetson. It's basically a Stetson. B, and this is the thing about doing a stunt is you don't know until the day of two before. So, had I known I was going to do this stunt, I would have gone to the gym at <laughs> any point in the last few years and had a tan. <laughs> but I did neither of those things. So, there's this photo of me on the internet yeah. in these red speedos with this pasty white. Mm. Terrible body, wearing the giant hat that has the microphone stuffed in the top of it. But, but the shot would have been very well colour balanced because they would have been able to get <laughs> a sort of white balance <laughs> yeah. off yeah. your skin. Well, I mean, the great thing is modern. The modern version of those are incredibly small. Like you could ease. You probably go and try it again, Craig. Really, just with yeah, a very, yeah. very small transmitter. Let's just say that I haven't been prepping for that either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the one time Peter Dedman's name will ever be mentioned by anyone in the media. But so wait a minute, I still don't understand what the stunt was. Was it just? It was just the fact that to, to question. <laughs> I was asking. Is it a speed? I can't remember what the actual thing was. I think it's on the YouTube. Yeah. So have we got? Uh, can yeah. we roll the clip? Well, through to infrastructure, which is what we're talking about here today. Dedman. Mr. Devon, do you have any idea why the people of New South Wales aren't warming to you, Mr. Devon? Any idea at all why people aren't getting your messages? Oh, sorry, I'm not the, I'm not Peter Devon. He's over there. You got me confused, guys. Sorry. Just, just because I'm wearing this doesn't mean I'm Peter Devon. This happens everywhere I go. I'm not Peter Devon. God's sake. Guys, thank you. Thanks very much, everyone. So, what? Oh, sorry. I'm not Peter Devon. I forget. Well, that clears it up, <laughs> it doesn't was, it? I mean, it really was. Sometimes it was just like, we've got to do something on this. I it's the least uninteresting thing that's happened in a week. I think, I, I remember one point because the media became obsessed by me and started following me. And I kept just going, I'm not Peter Denman. What are you worrying about? Because you were more recognisable, yeah. But there were times when just to make a topical weekly stunt-based TV show, we had to do the most stupidly obvious things. Like I'm thinking... You know how there was a the whole thing with Kevin Rudd at Scores, right? And mm. he'd been it was revealed that he'd Scores, gone uh, Scores strip, strip club. club in New York and he'd been trying to suck up to, to Murdoch, which is ironic given the Royal Commission thing now. But anyway, and he, he went to the strip club with them and we sent like a burlesque dancer 
to his event to like disrobe with like a, a Kevin 07, I don't know, like bra or something. It was just, it was, there was nothing witty or clever about it. It was just, we had to do something <laughs> about this story. Mm. What do we do? I guess we'll send a stripper. I guess we'll send a stripper. But that was the interesting thing about Rudd is because Rudd was very pro talking to us before he got elected. Yes. And then when he got elected, oh. he absolutely shut everything down. Mm. I remember that we, we put hours into trying to get near him and he was like, very much, very cold. I reckon, I reckon nowadays he'd, he'd get turn him up. back. He'd, he'd we turn had him up. on our Triple M show at one point, actually. But no, that's really? true. There oh. was, there's a story, and I, I should, we should actually ask the person involved in this um, uh, to, to confirm it. But I remember someone in the chaser telling me that. Should I say who it is? I remember Chaz telling me that he had somehow gotten Kevin Rudd, like someone was on the phone talking to him, and he'd taken the phone from that person at some event and just sworn at Kevin Rudd for like five minutes, anonymously, like just abused him. And then a few minutes later, Kevin what? Rudd ran just, just to just to take the piss, like just com- completely. It is. I've never heard this story. Chaz was just swearing at Kevin Rudd for a few minutes. Why? Seems very unchanged. Just That's for the fun of it, just to be silly. And then a few minutes later, Kevin Rudd rang his mobile. I was like. Oh, hi, Chaz. That was funny what you just did. What did you want to use it for? Do you want anything else from me? Can I come and do a, a sketch so or something? Was ch- he, figured he figured out he was Chaz. He must maybe have called the person back. Oh, my God. But, yeah, the, look, quite unprofessional thing that Chaz had done just to, to amuse himself, <laughs> thinking that we'd never be traced. <laughs> like Kevin Rudd's like, an opportunity to be on the show. I said, I, you know, I could get positive media. Beasley wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is true that Kevin Rudd, when we used to do stunts at Parliament House, and normally when you stand at the doors of Parliament House, like the politicians are trying to get around you. Mm. So if you're talking to one person, someone will sneak in and go, ah, yeah, I got away with it. And if you're talking to one person, Kevin Rudd would stand there and wait so that <laughs> yeah. he could get on the show. Uh, can we play the clip here? I think it's one of my favourite moments in the history of The Chaser where we it – it's happened a few times on camera, but we got one where someone went up to Tony Abbott. It may well have been you, Craig. And his brain just broke. He just could not answer the question for quite some time. There's a famous one from the news where he just goes, ah, ah, ah. The, for the Mark Riley one. Yeah, Mark yeah. Riley but one. There, we have our version of that and it's worth playing in. Tony, Tony, I know you worry about debt. We found a big debt problem, a huge yeah, debt problem. Sure. Tony Abbott, you're in massive debt. You're in much more debt than the government is. Look at this. This is terrible news for you. Well, you keep saying you've got to be as restrained as well, households. And, 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 and... Yes, having learnt the lessons myself, yeah, the lessons we can take, the lessons of the country. This is an economic question. Shall I ask Andrew Rob about this? But look, because you keep saying we should restrain his households, but they got six times more debt than the government, Tony. I know you're not a tech head or an egghead, but which kind of head are you? You should know this before you go into a press conference. Somebody might ask. Do you want 20 bucks, mate? Tony, get out of debt. Can you hand this on to him? What's interesting in that, because the thing about Tony Abbott was that he's actually an interesting example of... Uh, how politicians chose to media manage the chaser. So the first several times we went up to Tony Abbott, he would just absolutely blank us. He wouldn't talk to us. I mean, the famous example was the the, the Archbishop uh, Pell thing. He'd been he'd been caught having a secret uh, interview with Archbishop Pell, having a meeting and planning. Yeah, meeting. Yeah, he'd yeah. been then mm. caught out. Tony Jones on Late Line asked him about it. He'd stumbled about it. He hadn't admitted it. And so I went up to him dressed as an archbishop, just going, Tony, are you going to remember this meeting or whatever? And followed him around, hassled him. Didn't do anything. But then after a few stunts where he did this, we went up to him another one 
and he totally changed his approach. He totally engaged. He was actually quite funny, which actually surprised me at the time, and he was actually went along with it, and it fundamentally changed the way he came across in in the actual mm. stunts. Well, that's the thing. We were giving people an opportunity to look good if they did a good if job. If they did a good job, yeah. yeah. So it was weird. Yeah, that actually doesn't surprise me because I was talking to some cafe owners in Canberra a couple of weeks ago. As you do. And they were saying that Tony Abbott is one of the sort of nicest and also wittiest and funniest people to engage with. Well, I mentioned in another episode of this wow. of this um, summer series that I was in a cab with him for 40 minutes once and that he was hilarious and paying out Malcolm Turnbull, who was currently in the middle of trying to knock Why off. Why were you in a cab with Tony Abbott? Because we were at a writer's festival <laughs> going to the airport and they just somehow put him in a cab with the member of the chaser. <laughs> it was the perfect opportunity to do something and there was no way of doing it. But, and he, but he'd just been – remember the time he was in that sketch for us? Right after we were persona oh, non grata and he right, just came along right. anyway and he was like, oh, it happens to me all the time that the media hates me. And – I'd just seen him do this writer's event where he was really stilted and uh, like awkward and all that stuff. And then with away from the cameras, he was just good value and funny and whatever. Yeah. And that never came it? across. He just could not do it. But yeah, so the Chaser podcast is the exclusive place where you find out how nice Tony Abbott is. <laughs> well, yeah, which is not to say, not to say that, you know. But you didn't expect this when you pressed play on this podcast. And this is what they call balance. No, yeah. but he was, he was actually, like if you'd had a beer with him, he would have been, uh, yeah, as long as you didn't get onto religion or politics or anything else. Uh, but, but, I, I miss Tony Abbott. But, but, <laughs> but when you're all laughing at Malcolm Turnbull, it was actually quite entertaining. John Howard was the most annoying because he would just go, ah, ah, ah. He would just do this fake laugh. It was fake so laugh. annoying. And he once, remember the first early days we did the thing where it was like, I think it was Chaz, how long can you shake his hand for? And we had to speed the tape up because he just kept shaking the hand for a very long time. It's interesting, actually. It was in the very first uh, chaser, the election chaser chaser initially, it was my first insight into the kind of how nightmarish in actual fact the world of a politician is. So, you know, how bad it actually is to, to be a politician was when we, again, talking about escalations, we had Chaz went up to Philip Ruddock Shook his hand for a long time. Oh, was it Philip Ruddock, was it? Someone, no, no, was no, it he Triple M? People, yeah. But yeah, and he went to Philip Ruddock and then the escalation was going to be that he hugged him and then... The oh, yes. Of, yeah, and this yeah, kind of, yeah, I remember yeah. It, yeah. And it was going to be, you know, how long can you be with them and how can you annoy them, kind of. And it was just totally normal to him. He didn't care about the handshake. He totally hugged Chaz back. He's, we, we had he's, to put in a trick shot of him slipping the tongue in. Exactly. Didn't we to make it that funny. Was, that yeah, was into his, his ear. His ear, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that was, that was the thing you go, oh, okay, so for a politician, this is normal life for them. They're on the campaign trail. They've got weird arseholes coming out to them constantly <laughs> doing weird shit to them. They didn't even notice that Chaz was any different at all. Yeah, and if the camera's running, they just know that they've got to play along or look yeah, like dickheads. They didn't even notice. I think that's. I think Chaz ended up by chasing Bronwyn Bishop dressed as a bee for some reason. Again, these things have hindsight right. when buzz. you say them back. Yeah. Buzz, buzz, yeah. buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Back and you go, yes, you right. remember why? Because she had a beehive, 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 beehive hair. We really weren't the most sophisticated satirists <laughs> in here. That's for the same series yeah. as the Kim Beasley, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, corn cob. Yeah. That's my favourite. That's when I started stunt was which, when Charles did the very, kind of the very first stunt we ever did with mm. Kim Beasley. Uh, and the, we... we Basically, you, you were holding up different microphones <laughs> that were food, wing. right? Yeah. And he just kept on grabbing street. them. <laughs> well, he was pushing it away because you put it in his face and the final thing was like a, a microphone boom that was a bread roll and it came, <laughs> a big French bread roll and it came down and it was stuck into some hummus in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> that was triumph. And, 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 the, and the, it was cut as, you know, how can he 
run the country if he can't restrain himself. <laughs> but and I remember Margot Kingston, you know, famous mm. political journalist at the time in, from the Canberra Press Gallery, kind of came running up to us after us going, oh, great, I said, you guys are the chase guys, aren't you? Okay, what's the point of this? <laughs> and we're like, uh, I guess it's pretty, pretty much a fat gag. <laughs> He's a tad budget. Yeah, yeah. Searing yeah. political yeah. fat gag. Can I refer yeah. you, by the way, to, um, to the podcast episode with Will Anderson? Because the greatest faux pas of the history of The Chaser was the meeting where he said he didn't want to do – he wanted to work with smart people like us, not those people who stuck a breadstick <laughs> in front of Kim Beasley. And we, Charles and I interviewed him about that for about 15 minutes. Oh, really? It was in the great. podcast feed earlier in the year. Oh, uh, it's great. well worth a listen. It was quite fun. That's great, yes. Uh, yeah, they, they, they didn't all have good ideas. That's, that's I remember – do you remember also that, that exact stunt was when Glenn Milne turned against us? Oh, yeah. Because he, he – did not approve of any sort of humour being introduced into the election. He said, this is an election campaign. You can't have comedy. And he got all angry. And are you saying, is that, is that what then led to later on where we did a start? Oh. Should we talk <laughs> about that? I don't know. I don't know if we can talk Let, about that. Let's, let's have a quick break while we consider that. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Chaser Report. So is that what led to uh, – that's what led to later on another stunt the Chaser did. Yes. Mm. And this with, Glenn that, was, Milne. that was the same series, wasn't it? With Glenn Milne and um, – That was the last episode of that series. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember at all, but I do remember that in the end we didn't put it to air because he said he had cancer. Oh, Yes. yes, which is which is always right. a really comfortable t- subject for us. We yeah. never get into trouble with that. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. this is a point in our defence because it shows we were actually restrained in some cases. Restrained. Um, that's a, it's that's one of the few occasions where the other the other famous example of where we didn't put something to air was where we had quite a few run-ins with Bill Heffernan on the campaign trail over oh. years, yeah. which we did put to air. Mm. And then one year we sent Charles out, and Charles followed Bill Heffernan around for quite a while, like almost documentary style. And when you looked back on that footage, it was actually extraordinary because it's the one time I've had extraordinary – I really related to Bill Heffernan and felt sorry for him. <laughs> Charles Firth managed to make Bill Heffernan be the kind of character you cared yeah, for. Yeah, seems, seems sympathetic. He, he was the character. victim. Like, he was the victim. And you went, you know, this is an incredible piece of work, Charles. I do believe we may not put it to work. Yeah, because the funny thing was, because Bill Heffernan was kind of like a troll. Like I've, I actually videoed him once on another, yeah, another was, election. I was trolling the troll. Yeah, he was outside the town hall um, like voting booth holding up green – like he grabbed all these green how to votes off someone and was just going, decriminalise drugs, everyone has drugs. Like he was just basically heaping shit on greens. <laughs> Um, just for the hell, of it. I don't even know why he was there or what he thought he was. This is like a very senior politician's choice of place to go on election day. Yeah, is doing that. He was just kind of troll, wasn't he? But the the Glenn Milne thing, um, just to give it more context, the notion was the plan was to try and beat up a story from nothing. Like 
Because we thought political oh. journalist, and he he probably did something at the time. No, no, because wasn't it about <laughs> would he would he take off his coat? Like it wasn't the whole. <laughs> well, point wasn't the whole thing of was he going to stand down? Welcome to welcome to Alzheimer's <laughs> Weekly. I think we're, we're starting a rumor that he was we were starting a rumor that he was going to stand down, and there was like he was going to lose his job or something. And then he claimed uh, that he had a health problem. You're and right. We didn't, and we, we didn't. and we tried to plant the rumor into the press gallery. It was the first. But the, the whole first, thing is he had cancer. <laughs> well, he said yeah. he did. Yeah, it was the first draft of the idea that then became. The it then became the Cadman idea, the, where we tried to start yes. a rumor, which was brilliant. And that was much better. But we should we should chat about the Cadman thing on another episode because we don't yes. want the listeners to. We only have so many good ideas. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone's really turned off but, this one. But, 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 <laughs> Hi, Glenn. But before no, but before we finish this episode, mm. can we? Can I just ask about Peter Costello? Because I remember you being pissed off with how well Peter Costello would deal with you. Yeah, no, Peter Costello. We didn't do many stunts with him, but we did one where. Um, we were doing a parody of like a sm- no smoking ad at the time or something. We went up to Peter Costello and he just abs- the Gary's right. Yeah, he we played along and danced and he became all animated and danced and it was and he looked he was great, but he was very surprising. It was, it was so against what you expected to come. Yeah, he was from also him. he was really playing. It was the, the no Gary no. We'll play the clip of that no Gary no, which was if you hadn't seen the old ad, even now it's completely bizarre. But you were just replicating the ad in the real world. He really did play along very beautifully. Yeah, if 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 um if the clip was just played, there's also a half an hour side version where we explain what the fuck that was about. <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually too boring for even this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but 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 wasn't the point that because he played along so well, it didn't quite work as well? Yeah, no, mm. it, 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 no, it, no, it was it, in the compile enough. It, it actually it did work. In actual fact, he made that piece, mm. and he that was the interesting thing about these stunts is that sometimes, sometimes the comedy came from the politician getting the shits, but sometimes they would actually come up with a better line and actually make the piece work. And you go, oh, that politician <laughs> has just given the punchline to this piece. Yes. And it, Malcolm Turnbull actually occasionally would be very good at that, giving a kind of quite a good punchline as well. And you go, oh, well, good on you. You've gone along with it. And you've actually got a great line out there. Did Peter Debden ever give you a, <laughs> a good punchline? Ah, get some red microphones. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. We'll have another one of these tomorrow in your feed. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.